everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Christmas, a bonus episode from Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're going to be diving in to If I Only Had Christmas from Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. But before we do that, Wendy. Yeah. I have an email referencing a previous Girls Gone Christmas episode. Let's hear it. The email is from Mary who says, snow angels, yes, you can totally fall back blindly. The snow, at least where I am from, Idaho slash Wyoming, is usually three to four feet deep with a solid pack at the base covered in soft, powdery snow, so you're not smacking your head on anything on the ground. (laughs) Bonus note, there's no such thing as jingle bell flowers. There's a tropical plant called jingle bell, which is a type of fuchsia, and a white flowering tree, also called jingle bell, that is native to England. But I think, based on the one tiny picture you see of the Jingle Bell flower in the movie, it might be a cluster of morning glories. Oh. The closest thing in real life is amaryllis flowers, which is in season in December, has striking red petals and some of that sharp geometry. I love this deep dive into the <laughs> floral identification, Mary. Also love the snow angel intel. I appreciate the email. Keep them coming. So I thought the Jingle Bell flower was real. I thought we Googled that. Maybe we just had bad, you know, Google's not always right, guys. I guess what she's saying is there is a Jingle Bell flower, but it wouldn't grow in a cold climate like Alaska um, Ah. because it's a tropical flower. Yeah, Um, gotcha. So what we're thinking. Perhaps there was some creative license taken with. Got it. I can't <laughs> believe we're, me. we're still talking about Jingle Bell Bride, which was one of the worst movies this year. So, but you know, I love the deep dive. It was one of the worst movies this year. However, you didn't rate it as low as you rated A Timeless Christmas. I know. I hated A Timeless Christmas. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. That was one of the worst movies. Now, today we are reviewing If I Only Had Christmas, starring Candace Cameron Bure. Did I say her last name right? I'm going with yes. Okay. And Warren Christie. Did you like this movie? I enjoyed this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, why don't you read the synopsis? Because I have something to say. Okay. If I Only Had Christmas is about... At Christmas, a cheerful publicist teams up with a cynical VP and his eclectic team to help a charity in need. Did you like this movie? Megan, I really like this movie. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no! Oh, no! enjoyed this movie let me i would like to say one thing this movie was created specifically for candace cameron bure Mm -hmm. and she is the queen of hallmark christmas movies she was also a producer on it oh well i that does not surprise me because i heard a brief snippet of a promo she did where she said that they created this movie for her because her favorite movie of all time is Uh. Wizard of Oz? The Wizard of Oz. Now, I knew that going in. I had heard that snippet ahead of time that that's where this movie, that what this movie was inspired by. Mm -hmm. There are so many Wizard of Oz references (laughs) that I made it a point to write down every time I heard one, and I found that a little bit distracting. Okay, let me stop you there. It was not until after the hour mark that my husband, who we watched it together, goes... 
Ah, look at they have a Wizard of Oz theme to this movie. <laughs> it took us an hour. And then oh. after we realized it, it was like they were hitting us over the head with all the references. So So I'm not sure that I would have realized up front, only because going in, I you know, we hear Darcy Gale, we hear William Austin, we hear Glenn Goodman, Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> you know, then her three helpers are Jackie Crow, Bridget Tinsley, and Riley Lyons, right? The charity <laughs> is the Emerald Education Trust. Yep. So after the movie, we were trying to figure out what gum PR meant, and I found it. Oh, tell me. So Judy Garland's birth name is gum, G-U-M-M. So that's why they uh, use that as the PR's name. Yeah. What about Winona? Ooh, that I don't know. That's the reference I couldn't figure out. Um, Do you know, did the Fiero PR reference mean anything to you? No, it didn't. So Fiero was one of the main characters in Wicked, which is the prequel in theory, to The Wizard of Oz. And I've both read the book and I have seen the musical three times. <laughs> um, so Fiero is Alphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West's love interest in oh, Wicked. Okay. So that's where that comes from. I don't know that he has a role in The Wizard of Oz itself. That's right. In Wicked, he is transformed into the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's not what happens in the novel. The novel is much <laughs> more dark and political and not at all like the, you know, happy dancing through life. <laughs> Have you seen Wicked, the stage show? Me? Yes, several times. So yes, good. I loved it, but so uh, nothing like the book. Anyway, so that's the Fiero reference. So the stepmom's name is Emma, Auntie M. Oh, I didn't catch that either. That was Ooh. that didn't hit me until later. So yeah. I wonder let's talk what, about the, what you loved about the movie. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I wonder what the Winona reference is to. Hmm. I couldn't figure it out. I was wondering if her name was if she was gonna somehow be Alphaba related. There had to be something, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. If you guys know, leave us an email. Cause yeah, I would, like... I would not say my uh Wizard of Oz knowledge is tip top i mean i've seen the movie no but i like it i like it like they're little easter eggs that you had to like find and figure out that's what i kind of liked about this movie i liked that too but then i did also find it distracting i found i was less focused on the plot and more on the like oh (laughs) like writing down you know and at one point she says go in there and blow them all away Oh, I didn't catch that. But yeah, and then there, there were was a... multiple lines at the end where she was like, there's no place like home. And... Yeah. <laughs> Pulling back the curtain. They they talked about that several yes. times. Yes. Okay. So what I liked about the movie. Yes. I really enjoyed the cast. I really enjoyed Candace Cameron Bure or however you say that last name. I now understand why she does a Hallmark movie every year because I thought she was a great actress. I really enjoy her in these movies. I really liked Warren Christie. He was easy on the eyes. I thought he was a poor man's Jason Bateman. Um, (laughs) He's got a nice smile and I thought he was a great actor and I did feel a little bit of chemistry between the two of them. 
Um, I figured it would probably be very light on uh, chemistry because she is married and very conservative and religious. So I thought we definitely weren't going to get multiple kissing scenes or like sex jokes or whatever. Not that you would typically get those (laughs) things in a Hallmark movie. But I did really appreciate the two of them together. And I really, really enjoyed her, even though I don't enjoy her as whatever her name is on Full House. I liked her in this movie more than I like her DJ Tanner character. DJ Tanner. That's Mm -hmm. her name. I enjoy her as the Christmas queen. I do. She's too slapstick for me in Full House. And so that's what I was anticipating with this movie. I enjoyed that it wasn't like that. It wasn't full of hijinks and kooky Christmas whateverness. I really liked it. I thought it was a solid movie. And that is one of the reasons when I was going through, Wendy had me choose the movies that we were going to review because I had know some of the backstory and I knew we had to do the Candace Cameron right? Like it was without a doubt we were going to choose this movie because she is the queen of Christmas. Fun fact, this is the only countdown to Christmas movie that did not premiere opposite a movie on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. So typically there's simultaneous premieres on the Mm. Hallmark and the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. This is the only one. Of course, there was a movie on at that time, but not a premiere on at Mm -hmm. that time. So they did give her the prime position. It was on the Sunday night after Thanksgiving. There were movies on all week. And I do think they gave horror. We talked about why did they have such a stinker in Jingle Bell Bride launching it. I think now Thanksgiving's over. Everyone's ready for Christmas. I think they gave her the prime spot. Got it. So I was really wondering how much money she makes on these movies, especially with a producer title. I'm going to have to find out. I don't know if that information is available online or not. I hear typing. Are you looking it up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't find specifically. Hmm. I would imagine she is among the highest paid of the Hallmark actors. Got it. Especially with a producing title, too. I'm sure she. um, Yes. Takes home a little change. Okay, I so also tell me... loved the oh. light maze at the Christmas tree farm. <gasps> I thought that was beautiful and well done. Me too. I th- I've never seen anything like that before. No, I really liked it. I thought that was a great attention to detail. I don't know. If- I assume that was built for the movie because this was filmed in August. So we don't have <laughs> Christmas light installations up. I enjoyed that. And I thought that was a little bit of a nod to like the yellow brick road. Well, there was a yellow big, excuse me, there was a yellow brick road scene uh, when they were uh, at the offices of what were they called? Uh, what's it called? Austin Inc. And they were going up to the uh, to the receptionist, and they were wa- they were walking down a yellow. Did you catch that? They were walking I, down a yellow brick road. I did not notice that. That is when we go, ah. We had a re- <laughs> and I'm going to say it was my husband who caught it. So, yeah, that, that was a yellow brick road scene. But I did love that light installation. I thought how much work that would have had to been to, like, make sure those lights were, you know, taut enough Hot is that the word? Yes, so that you they know, formed lines. Neatly yes, and, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. I just loved it so much. The other thing I really liked about this is the clothes that she wore. She had loved these her jacket. Beautiful jackets, beautiful. Yes. And I was like, oh, they had this this really dusty rose one that was so yes. pretty. I oh, love I- those kind of 
drapey, big lapel open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a jacket like that. Not that I have anywhere to wear it. It doesn't get no. cold enough, but I am. Um, yeah. It was beautiful that she wore these like really pretty, like slim cigarette style black pants with a really nice black high heel. I just thought it was so pretty. What did you wish for in this movie? I wish for less dancing. <laughs> oh, I have a comment about the dancing. Their dance number that they did, I thought was really terrible. And there was a moment that I thought it was like a dirty dancing where she was like jumping up into his arms, but it wasn't. It was a different kind of lift. Um, Then I wondered, had she ever been on Dancing with the Stars? Yes. She was? Yes. Ah. No, she was the runner up. So her partner was Mark Ballas. I don't know if that's how you say her name. And he made a cameo on... Fuller House, where they did a little dance routine. He was in the club when she and the wolf pack were out. (laughs) So maybe Um, she really enjoys that ballroom dance, and that's why they had it in this movie as well. Well, she's a better dancer than that, but she was tweeting during the movie last night, and someone made a comment, why is she wearing those stilettos during their dance? Because... The dance was not good. It was very stilted. And she (laughs) said it was my decision to wear them because she had those beautiful ruby slippers. And she Mm -hmm. said the dance shoes were so ugly that she didn't want to ruin the look. But as a result, it made the dance number smaller. And I would agree with that. And I wish i i understand the placement of the shoes but i i think the dance could have been better yeah it I wasn't great it made me i just wrote that dance exclamation point exclamation point cringe face <laughs> yeah a little less of that <laughs> okay, what about you? Did you wish for anything else? No, i mostly have did you see that moment i i do want to one more thing that I liked, and I know this is out of order, but I, in my notes, I liked that Bridget Tinsley made it a point to focus on real issues facing classrooms. Mm-hmm. And she talked about, like, you can't throw computers at them when half these kids don't have access to reliable internet. And I I did like that it wasn't just like, hey, let's do a school supply drive and pretend like that's going to solve all of our problems. I, I liked that. I think the movie took an opportunity to make a good point. I now, think so, too. On to, did you see that? I am so excited to talk about this with you because I sent you a text message last night and I said, do you know who the Christmas tree farm owner was? Did he look oh, familiar? Yeah, and, and he didn't. said no. Uh-huh. His name in the show was Brian. His real name is Chris Gautier. Chris Still- Gautier <laughs> was no also in a movie, 2020, called The Christmas House, where he played Marvelous Jim. Have you watched that yet? That's not no. where I'm going. Okay. No, I haven't watched it yet. He was also in a little show called Date My Dad, where he played Todd. I don't recall. He looks completely different, right? He does look different, but I knew it was him when I saw him in the Christmas house. And as we were watching this, I said, who is that? And my husband goes, he's the guy that was just in the Christmas house. So then I go to his IMDb to make sure, because he does look a little different. But yes, he was also in Once Upon a Time, which is funny because there are he plays Smee in Once Upon a Time. Um, there's so many of these Hallmark yeah. movie characters are in Once right. Upon a Time, but he was in Date My Dad. He was also in The Christmas House. He was also in 
If I only had Christmas. When are we going to get Barry Watson in a Hallmark Christmas movie? Well, Cindy Busby has been in Hallmark Christmas movies, but I don't know that Barry Watson has crossed over. Although I oh, think he's it's, it's coming the perfect, <laughs> the perfect place for him. Okay, I want to talk about leading man also. I know we have a lot of, did you see that? But Warren Christie, we haven't talked about him much. Is he in a lot of these Hallmark movies? He has been in other Hallmark movies, but he's not a repeat every year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in several episodes of The Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in a lot of... He was, you know, in a lot of episodes of Chicago Fire. He was on the TV series Alphas. He was also on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Um. Uh, he only had uh, one episode. He was only in the pilot. Funny. I enjoyed I him. him. I a, enjoyed him on, a lot, too. His picture on his IMDb page shows him scruffy and with a much shorter haircut he looks Hello. completely different than this mm. kind of like slick william austin character i don't i still like that he's got a nice smile <laughs> he does but explain to me how nobody knew who he was his father owned the company right and these people don't know who i don't understand how that secret could have been kept because yeah he sure like they're not gonna as... know who the son is right mm-hmm I, th- I found that unbelievable that he could yeah. be the man like behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I am the head of communications, but like, really, he's running the company? Like, that. Yeah. And how, how can you have your head of communications and your CEO be the same person? Yeah, you can't. No. It was, that was a dumb, a dumb plot hole. They should have had somebody else playing like the wizard role. Um, and we kept asking my husband and I, we're like, it's going to be him, right? It's going to be him, right? Like, because there was no other option of who it could be. But mm-hmm. I think it would have made the story better if it was somehow, I don't know, a twin brother. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I And then the wrap up is so quick. I mean, he just shows up at her house and it's, eh. Did you notice the sponsored placement in this movie? I did. Balsam, yes. I noticed. And I wondered if Mini Cooper was a um, was a sponsor as well. Yeah, I noticed the placement of that car several times out front mm-hmm. of her house. I didn't notice any commercials for it because often when we have the placement in the movie, we also get a commercial, which we did with Balsam Hill. All right. Do you have any other did you see that moments? Oh, did you see the diversity in this cast? I did. All supporting characters, Uh they are baby steps. But, you know, you've got the leading man and woman, both super white. Her family (laughs) is super white. Of course, her brother's significant others were both women of color, which I appreciated. But they had very tiny roles. Yeah. I mean, Hallmark, these are steps in the right direction, but put them in the main cast. Maybe (laughs) next year. leading characters. Maybe next year. I did notice that Holly Robinson, Pete who is one of the supporting characters in the Evergreen movies, has her own movie this year on Movies and Mysteries, where she is the lead actress. So that was exciting for her. Niece count. Oh, I don't have... Tell me. Zero. Oh, I was going to say, did I miss it? <laughs> yes, the niece count in this movie is zero. I was a little bit surprised at... Uh, 
about how much they drank wine in this movie, which I'm no prude. Like, I just expected a real squeaky clean storyline from Candace Cameron. But um, I actually appreciate it when there's wine drinking in the movies and they're not like, let's have eggnog. Right. Yes, exactly. And I really enjoyed that scene with them in the bar when they didn't know who each other were at first. And then they found out who they were. I thought that was very funny. Did you see it coming in that moment? Of course. Yeah. And she's going on and on. I would have been mad if I were her, though. I don't like being the butt of someone's joke. No, me so. neither. So there's this there's this thing I'm noticing in these movies that there's a, what I like to call micro messaging. Mm. And she talked about being small or feeling small and needing like she needed like recognition of something bigger and better. Mm-hmm. And Maybe that just spoke to me personally. Like, I often feel small, you know, in terms of, like, the work we do here or whatever. And um, so I just kind of appreciate that messaging in this movie. Like, I was like, you don't have to be. If you're making an impact, even if it's small, it's okay, you know? Yes. And the messaging about how, you know, she didn't win the award, but the good projects are never the ones that are recognized that really hit for me you know it's not if it's not in the major market it's not going to be the one that gets the recognition yeah there's value value is not based on the size of your contribution or the size of your contribution isn't measured by how many people acknowledge it exactly so that just makes me feel better when we have our small Instagram following. (laughs) I don't know. I know it's silly, but like, I was like, well, look, at there is a takeaway from watching these movies, you know, and I think that there should be. I agree with that. I did. I did bump on that as well, especially with her award in the beginning and Uh how they were trying to make her feel better. I was like, oh, we've been there. (laughs) Did you see that scene too where she like walked away? She was upset she didn't win. And I'm like, she actually has tears in her eyes. She's a real actress. (laughs) I did like that scene. I I thought that felt very real to me. Right. And moment. another real scene that I liked was when he confessed that he was, you know, the wizard or whatever. And she was pissed and walked off the stage. And they had a whole moment in a hallway. And she's like, I'm upset. And I was like, yes. Like, this is awesome. Like, she's telling him, I'm upset. Like, there's no, like, miscommunication of, like, why are you walking away or a misunderstanding? You know, she just, here it is. I'm mad that you lied. And how are we going to rectify it? Yes. I love communication as opposed to the, oh, I misheard you. And now I'm going to be mad at you. (laughs) Exactly. That's why my notes say, like, I love that there wasn't, like, kooky Christmas, no hijinks. Like, it was just pretty straightforward. And I think that's... Those are the kind of Hallmark movies that I like. I don't like, like, the hokiness. And I think maybe that's why I didn't like A Timeless Christmas or Jingle Bell Bride. But you liked A Nashville Christmas, and that definitely was kooky Christmas. But that was, like, adapted from... What's a Christmas it Carol. <laughs> it was adapted from a Christmas Carol. And so, yeah. Like, okay, let me ask you this. Do you notice, like, the kooky Christmas music that they'll play, like, in a scene? Oh, like, hijinks are coming. <laughs> yes. I can't stand it. I, uh, I know it's, like, a minor issue. 
I'm really enjoying these movies. It's appointment TV for us now on the weekend. That's so exciting. And your husband's still watching? Yes. That makes but me I, really happy. I just personally, I just don't like, you know, like silly, silly hijinks. So I appreciate the movies that are not that way. Well, and you don't have to like every part of them. I'm glad it doesn't feel like a slog for you to do these reviews. No. So I listened to another review podcast. Yes. And they thought this movie was the worst of the year. Oh, no. Is it uh, The Boys at Deck the Hallmark? Oh, and yeah, they, they did it. not like this movie. No, they called it the worst of the year. I couldn't believe it. I was, I literally was like, <gasps> no, because it doesn't it... even come close to the worst for me. What didn't they like? I Everything? didn't listen. I didn't listen to the. They just thought the acting was bad, which I was like, are you kidding me? Like I thought the acting was great from the leads. I thought the acting was great from the leads. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like her brothers. Her brothers felt so oddly cast to me. I. It didn't believe them, even as her brothers. I, I don't know what it was, um, but I didn't enjoy them. Well, at one point, I was like, I know she has adult-aged children. I was like, those could be her kids. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? And yeah. they're supposed to be her sister. Uh, whatever. Yeah. And what I did like, too, is like, they didn't really like focus on her being like single, right? Yes. Um, it was more about the job and and her um her passion about the work and the um the personal connections you should be making. That's all the stuff that I really liked. Yes. And I also liked that her family was in support of whatever the career path she chose that was going to make her happy. You know, when she was going to miss Christmas, all the Christmas activities leading up to it to be out of town for this job, they were all for it because they knew that this is what she wanted to do. They weren't laying on the typical Hallmark movie family guilt trip of <laughs> family first, you need to be home, forget whatever else you have going in your life. I really liked that. They were on her team, whatever that meant. Yeah, me too. I did think it was weird, though, that she would like call the parents. Like she didn't have like a friend to call, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's just weird casting, though. She just yeah. didn't. No, she didn't really seem to have friends. And I don't know if that was intentional so that, you know, they would focus on how into her job she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about um, him expanding the business to Kansas City? I don't, I mean. Convenient. Yes. What I liked was, you know, she had always talked about how she had put down roots and she felt torn about whether or not that made her life small because it was physically small, right? She hadn't gone to the major markets where she maybe could have had a more visible impact, even though obviously the message here is that her impact was still as great, even if it wasn't as widely celebrated. And I think had she moved to New York for the job, I think maybe it would have negated some of that messaging that like the size of your life outwardly isn't where it draws its value. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But she spent so much time talking about Kansas City, mm -hmm. Kansas City, Kansas. I mean, I don't know. I think you could have driven home the there's no place like home messaging without it being Kansas City just because she's from Kansas. <laughs> right. OK, I have like a geographic dumb question. OK. They kept saying how much she liked Christmas in New England, but they were supposed to be in New York City. 
right? Were they in New York? Hold on. I'm looking up what New England is. I don't know. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. She lands the job of a lifetime. Hold on. Oh, a company based in Connecticut. Okay. So she goes to Connecticut, which is in New England. Okay. Okay. What would you rate this movie? Okay, so I have a hard time because I really like this movie. And did I like it more than a Nashville Christmas Carol? Just slightly less. So uh, 3.25. This gets a three from me. I'd like to point out that you gave On the Twelfth Day to Christmas four stars. Just I love that movie. Just <laughs> just so we're clear, there has been a four-star movie. This is a three-star movie for me. I enjoyed it. And my daughter loves the Candace Cameron Bure movies, so I think I'll probably end up re-watching it with her because she did not watch with us last night. Uh-huh. Um, she especially likes A Shoe Addict's Christmas. <laughs> I set the recorder for that one. <laughs> it's a cute one. It's a cute one. Um, and um, we also watched A Cookie Cutter Christmas. Do you know that one? Where it's like two teachers and they're battling it with a cookie. I feel like I've definitely seen it. Yes, I did. I'm looking at the pictures. I did see that one. Okay. All right, guys, you can prepare for next week's episode by watching Christmas in Evergreen. Bells are ringing. This is the fourth installment in the Evergreen holiday movie series. So I am very much looking forward to that one. Maybe Holly Robinson Pete is the lead in this one also. Did she get two leads? Anyway. Oh. We also get a cameo from Ashley Williams in this movie, who's the original Evergreen star. Don't forget to catch episodes of our main podcast which drop every tuesday morning and while you're here leave this podcast a rating and or a review let us know what you think especially if it's nice because that is what helps people find us and we will see you very soon bye bye